0: all right what's up everybody what's happening welcome to the podcast I am your host RJ Carbone and you are listening to episode 412 of bd4 welcome to the podcast thank you for stopping by what's up it is a uh, Sunday October 2nd as I am recording, excuse me. And I am watching this Sunday night baseball. Basically I wanna call it a playoff game. Between the Mets just a fly ball. Between the Mets and the Braves. And um yo it's it's I'm gonna be focusing on these two teams the entire rest of the way. Because I, yeah I've never I've never liked the Mets. I'm a Yankees fan I've always hated the Mets and just like but but the past maybe uh, like year I just ever since the Mets became a, a more competent baseball team I I've just I, I've just grown this hatred even more like their fans have become insufferable. Insufferable. And I work with Mets fans. I work all around Mets people. So it's that it just makes it that much sweeter when they do lose. So the first two games of this set, Braves Mets, have gone to the Atlanta Braves. So I've been in a good mood. But right now it's three one Mets. Morton's been getting hit pretty hard. Um and I just I just I don't know, man. There's just some there's just this this like Tommy Smoke says on Barstool they they are sewer rats they really are rodents from from Bronx like from Queens they are just and it's so satisfying to watch the Mets lose and think that all of those rodents are squealing every time the Mets lose and right now it's currently um the Braves up by one in the division. But do the Braves lose tonight? It'll be tied again with three games remaining, and the Mets do hold the tiebreaker. Um, so that's unfortunate. But yeah, there's still, there's still seven innings or six innings left in this game. So I'm hoping the Atlanta Braves get something together and um... Hold on one sec. I have my podcast in a different area right now. My studio, I just rearranged it a little bit, so I'm, a, you know, if I if I look to my right, every couple of seconds or minutes, it's because I'm checking on the game. Um. Yeah, so we're talking Yankees though. We are talking Yankees, and, you know, there's not much to talk about this series, obviously, being that these last couple games for the Yankees are meaningless spring training games just to ramp up for the postseason. Um, but, so we're not going to really dive too much into the games themselves. I mean, we'll do a little bit of a recap for each of them. Not, I'm not going to talk about much, um, Basically, I just want to talk, I'll go over a few talking points, and this should be a shorter episode, although every time we say that, it ends up being the full 40, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep this one short, because there really isn't too much to talk about um, as far as right now goes, because right now doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just about what's going to happen in 10 days, right? So let's get into it. Let's talk some Yankees. In um, the first game of this Baltimore Orioles set, where the Yankees lost, they lost two out of three. The Yankees lose their final home series. But again, who really cares? Um, the first game of this set took place Friday night, uh, where the Yankees lost. <laughs> uh, they lost two to one. You had Domingo Herman making his last regular season start. Going up against Jordan Lyles. And in the top of the first, Mountcastle singled in a run. Cabrera tied it with the home run later. And then Britain threw the wild pitch in the sixth. It was 2-1, Baltimore won. The Yankee offense didn't do much, just one run on four hits. Uh, it was just Cabrera's fifth home run. That was the only run they scored. Uh, Judge was 1-2 for with two, two walks. IKF had a hit. Everybody else went 0 DJ came back in this game. Didn't look great. Um, The pitching. Domingo in his final start. Goes five and a third innings. Two runs. Three hits. um, Three walks. And then six. Six strikeouts. Needed 78 pitches to navigate through this game. And, um... You know he was he was whatever. It was the <laughs> it was the bullpen. It was it was let's let's be honest. Zach Britton comes in. Um, <laughs> he pitches a third of an inning. No, he didn't even get to a third of an out. He didn't even get an out. He no, he walked a batter, and I think that was it because. He's officially done with the arm fatigue. Um, he's probably done as a Yankee. He, his contract is up. Marnaccio pitched an inning in two-thirds. No runs allowed. Three strikeouts. Uh, Chapman, Efros from there. Again, the who cares? Um, the second game of the set took place Saturday afternoon. And the Yankees won. 8 nothing win. Nestor Cortez pitched for us. Uh, Glaber Torres double in the bottom of the first you had a Donaldson sack, Stanton home run, 3 nothing Yankees. Higgy makes it 4 with the homer in the 2nd and the 7th. Glaber singles, Donaldson singles, Bader doubles, 8-0. We win 8 runs on 14 hits. Um, Higgy tied his career high for hits again with 3. He's been hitting lately. Trevino's not been hitting lately at all. Higashioka has been hot. To where he's putting him putting together a much better season than he was having. Um, it was his ninth home run in this game that he hit. Rizzo, Glaber, Donaldson, Stanton, Bader each had two hits. Um, yeah, Peraza had another hit. Judge had two strikeouts and two walks. Nestor Cortez made the final start of his Yankees. Oh, no, it's Yankees' career. What was I saying? I mean, the final start of uh, of the regular season. (laughs) He was excellent. Seven in a third innings. No hits. I'm sorry, no runs. One hit. Two walks, 12 strikeouts, 93 pitches in the win. Can we talk about him more? I feel like the the talk on on Nestor Cortez. Has died down from earlier in the season for some reason. Like, dude, this this guy just—he literally, like, all the talk on Judge, rightly so. Nestor Cortez just had the best season from a Yankee starter, era wise, since Gidry. And we're just, it feels like we're just completely ignoring it. This dude had himself a hell of a year. And I don't know why it's not getting talked about enough. At least I feel like it's not. The dude posted a 244. That's like, that's top notch, top 10 pitcher in baseball type of ERA. He's a beast, dude. He's legit. Remember at the end of last season, everybody was loving it, digging it. I was digging it. But as we got more towards spring training for this year, I kind of didn't want him in the rotation. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, he was fun for a bit, but I, I don't want him in the rotation. I want a guy with stuff. I want a prospect in there from the system. And wow, was I wrong? There's just this confidence when he's on the mound that he's going to pitch well. It's like you just know that you're you're going to have a chance. You know that even if the Yankee offense scores only three runs, there's a really good chance you still probably win because Nestor's going to limit the other team to two or less. It's just awesome. The dude's out there making pennies and he's been their ace. And you can make a good case that he should be the game one starter because he's pitched better than every single Yankee on this roster. Nestor Cortez is the ace. It's not going to happen. He's not going to pitch first because contract because of politics. Bullshit. But he's been so good that he should pitch the game. He should pitch game one. After him, it was some random, the Yankees picked off up scrap heap. Scrap heap. Barnes was his name, I think. Ninning in two thirds. And then the third game of the set, which took place today. Earlier today, the Yankees lost. Three to one. Um. <laughs> so, so there's just there's this um, where I live. There's this this corner right outside a lo- like a a dry cleaning place. All right, and the street that it's on is called Park Ave. So it's the corner of Park Ave, right outside this laundromat, this this dry cleaning place, and it's like an infamous spot for people who go there to find work they stand on the corner and they get picked up by people who are looking for workers I, I think the Yankees took a trip there uh, today because the dude they pitched I, I, I don't care who you are if you told me you know who Chichi Gonzalez is you are bullshitting I swear they probably just found this guy off River Avenue Selling crack, and they asked him if he wanted to pitch. Sure, I'll pitch. And he did pretty well. (laughs) Four and two thirds, just one run, which came in the first. Mountcastle doubled in a run. Yankees tied it in the fifth off a wild pitch by Bradish. But in the seventh inning, they lose when, uh, you know, Araldus does Araldus things. Chapman walks the park. <laughs> Base is loaded. Walk. There's a sack fly in there. When Marinaccio comes in, that's that's Chapman's runner. But yeah, dude, this. <laughs> apparently, Chichi Gonzalez can pitch. Um, But that's the last time we'll hear of him. I think it was Licky, Chapman, Marinaccio, Lasagna, and Schmidt in that order. To close out this game. Uh yeah. I mean, it's listen. I'm not gonna spend time on these games. Um, the Aaron Judge thing. Uh, he did not get it done at home. You know, I. It seems like Orioles pitchers for the majority of the series were pitching outside to him. They went at him a little more in the third game of the set. Here's the thing, though. Before we get into that whole thing, I, I, I do not really care anymore. I'm kind of over it. Like, he could end at 61, and I really do not care. Um, not Nothing against Judge. Because, first of all, what he's done already is, is a historic accomplishment. He just tied Maris. He's he's flirting with the Triple Crown. Whether he wins it or not, he's going to get two out of three. And, and if he doesn't get average, he'll miss by maybe a decimal. Like, what he's done already has been phenomenal. And I haven't been paying attention to baseball fans on Twitter. So I don't know if he's getting trolled for not getting the 62 as early as we thought. But who gives a shit? Like, the dude had a phenomenal season. He's, you know, the MVP frontrunner. At worst, you could say he's second to Otani, but that's only if you have no brains. The dude has had a ridiculous season, so whether or not he gets sixty-two, it doesn't matter. It's one home run. It's a big deal because it's breaking the American League record. But it's it's over. Like it's it's. He's had a ridiculous season. He should be proud of himself. But I I, I don't care anymore. I, I'm in playoff mode, and I have been for a few weeks. I'm ready for the playoffs. That's what I'm focusing on. Okay. Um, Now, apparently, this whole judge thing has gotten so worldwide to where there are now cutaways to it in college football games. (laughs) Like, I get they're trying to market baseball with this whole thing. It's great. But is it really great for baseball to do this? Because if there is a college football record on the line, like most touchdowns or most yards, whatever... And, like, Yes Network kept split-screening to that. I would kind of have a problem with that. I would probably be bitching on, on, on social media. It would probably make me hate college football. So I I could kind of get the backlash that that, is, that, that has apparently been getting. But what what I really have a problem with when it comes to this whole judge thing is... And this is more of a, an unpopular opinion. Is Yes Network and, and some Yankees fans. And. We'll talk specifically about what I mean. And we actually have before a few episodes ago. But I want to talk a little more about it. Because it keeps happening and it keeps bothering me every time I hear it. Uh, first we're going to take a quick break. And um, as soon as we get back. We'll talk about this. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at RobJCarbone. bd4 is located on many different platforms you can listen to the podcast on apple podcasts and if you do there be sure to give us a five-star rating and review you can listen to it on spotify but you can also watch the podcast on both spotify and youtube bd4 is available on many other platforms as well all you got to do is search it up apple podcasts spotify youtube and much more So apparently, as I've been recording and not looking up at the TV, the Braves just took the lead back. It's 4-3 Atlanta, and I couldn't be happier right now, and they're still at the plate. Uh, The Mets just went to the pen with first and third, two outs. Now there's two outs. Wow, that's awesome. So this whole judge thing, man, uh, listen, again, I I don't want to come across as unappreciative, Um, or spoiled, or whatever you want to use. Meaningless game or not for Baltimore, opposing pitchers have a job to do. And that job is to record outs. And that job is not to groove fastballs down the plate for the satisfaction of the opposing fan base. Yes, Network, against some Yankees fans, clearly do not understand this concept. But the opposing pitcher is not just going to groove Judge a fastball because you want to see him hit one. That's not how it works. I don't care about this whole respect what he's doing thing. That has nothing to do with the other pitcher. The other pitcher... Can have respect for Aaron Judge, but still not want to give up a home run. You're getting mad at an opposing pitcher for not wanting to give up a home run. That's his job. I don't care. He's not going to. Just, he's not going to just lob one to him. That's the biggest load of horseshit, and I don't think I'll ever understand that because I, I just I see it everywhere, and apparently, I'm the I'm I'm the wrong one. But yes, network is on it all the time. Flaherty, O'Neill, Kay, Cone—they're all getting frustrated over it. I don't—I don't think it has anything to do with hating Aaron Judge and not wanting him to get it and wanting to be an asshole. I just don't think they want to give up a bomb, and they know that Aaron Judge has prestigious power, so they're just being extra careful. And maybe they don't want to be a part of that history. Whether or not it's Judge doing it, you're still on the wrong side of history. I never understood that either. People are like, oh, David Price, you know, he should be happy that he was part of Jeter's 3000. No. Like, he gave up a home run. Like, he should be, if anything, neutral. But, like, no, you're not happy about that. I don't know, man. It just bothers me when I keep hearing that shit. Alright, crack my neck. So you know, postseason's in what nine days or something? We've had a couple of more injuries over the last couple days. As we said, Zach Britton, arm fatigue. His tenure as the Yankee is probably over. Clearly they were trying to they're making a pretty conscious effort. And if you hear noise in the background that's just a washing machine on, I apologize about that. But clearly the Yankees were making a pretty conscious effort to try and get, uh, they wanted to see if they can get Britton on the roster, on the playoff roster. That's why they kept going to him. But that's over with. Clay Holmes is apparently injured again. He's got a shoulder strain, I believe. So he's done until the ALDS at least. He has also sucked for months. So there's that. But you are running out of depth. You're still waiting for Peralta to come back. Um, and then just today, Ron Marinaccio, one of their better relievers, he's now hurt. He's got something going on with his shin. And that's honestly what stings to me. Because he's been, again, one of their better relievers. I don't know what's going on with Miguel Castro. I haven't heard that, guy, that guy's name in forever. Uh, Abreu, who sucks, is still not ready. Don't care. Carpenter, they said, should be ready by the ALDS. Um, they also said maybe the next series in Texas, the final one. I doubt that. Probably going to use those games for Somerset reps. But that's the... That, that's See, the problem with all of that is is when these guys come back, they're coming back with no reps. They're going from Somerset. An alternate camp the Yankees set up with nobody around. Right into the middle of 55,000 Bronx Maniacs. That's the problem. You know what I mean? These guys don't have reps. So they're going to come back. And even if it's, you know, again, Wani Peralta, you can make a case, he's been the Yankees' best reliever this season. Right? Even if he comes back, the first game back, there's no, there's no 100% faith that he'll be Wandy Peralta that we know this year, because he hasn't had any reps in what two, three weeks. You know what I mean? Mac Carpenter, no one's. Who's to say he's going to hit like Bonds? Been out months, thirty-six leg injury. This is hard. Castro, same thing. That's the problem. Yeah, they're coming back, but getting reps is very important, and these guys haven't had any reps. Like, it's it's a problem. There's there's concern there, man. I, I don't know how. I don't know how how I'm to feel about all that. Because the bullpen's in a tough spot. Bullpen's a pretty big concern. All of a sudden. It's really not great. Like how many guys by the ALDS can you look at and say you are 99% confident they'll get the big out? Let me rephrase this. How many guys will you have by the playoffs that have been both locked down and active entering the series? So if Marinaccio is done for the final series, he'll haven't pitched in over a week. Peralta again. He'll haven't he hasn't pitched in over a few weeks. Same carpenter months. Like you're not going to have bullpen. We're talking bullpen. You're not going to have any of these relievers who've been both locked down but also active lately in the first round. Besides, Lasagna, right? You could you could. I I think I have some faith in Lasagna now. And I, 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 some Yankees fans like Lou Trevino, I get concerned when he comes in and, and it's not a clean inning because he gives up a ton of inherited runners to score. It's really the <laughs> The only one who's been consistent and active entering the ALDS does he stay healthy in these final four games for fuck's sake. Still four three Atlanta, God would that be huge? If they go up if they go up two games with three left. Whew, the shit talking I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, it, it's just a little concern. And you know who the hell is gonna close? That's another thing. If you go to Wisica for closer, great. But who's gonna pitch you the seven eight nine or seven and eighth and the sixth? So the rotation's gonna have a ton of work to do. That that's 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 a given. The starting rotation... (laughs) Like, Cole's going to have to be an ace. He's going to have to find a way to man up... And... Pitch seven strong without spider Tech. Nestor has got to keep giving us six solid. Severino's going to need to give us five or six. But here's the thing. We know the Yankees don't do that. Every time the postseason comes around... How often do we see them let their starters go six, seven innings? Because the Yankees are so obsessed with matchups. right? Lefty, righty. What are this guy's numbers versus him on this day? They're obsessed with the analytics, the matchups. Matchups are their number one priority. Third time through the order. All that. They rely on that when it comes to the postseason. Even more so than they do in the regular season. So what are the odds that all of these guys are going to go six innings? Pretty low. So if you're relying on that rotation to do the bulk of the work, it's kind of concerning given that, you know, Boone, the nerds, whoever you want to say, doesn't really let them let loose and go full, you know, six, Seven. If the bullpen was healthy, it wouldn't be as big of a problem. But the bullpen is, is, isn't is really healthy. And when it gets healthy, again, guys don't have much reps. That's a concern to me. Some guys who aren't concerns, um, if we go to the other side of the diamond, Glaber Torres, he is hitting. And he's one of the Yankees I am pretty confident in going into next week. Or 10 days. Aaron Judge. I think I hope he hits, man. I do. Because could you imagine if he goes out there and flops this postseason? It would just put such a stain on everything he's done up to this point. Got to see Stanton get it together. He's had like one breakout game a week, but then he goes back into his hole. But yeah, man, it's there's just a few concerns. Um, I want to get to a break. And when we get back from break, I'm going to go over postseason bracket, talk about what happens if the playoff starts today. And maybe we'll do a trust tree, even though we kind of all already talked about that. But we're going to have to break. Be right back. Just a quick second. Stay with us. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 412 of BD4. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, download these podcast episodes, follow me on social media, subscribe to my blog at bd4blog.com. So um, I believe this is still accurate. It was from earlier today, so I don't know if that's changed, but I'm pretty sure it's still accurate. Uh, Let me just pull this screen up here if I can find it. Here it is. So if the season began, if the postseason began today, the Yankees would obviously have the, the bye. So they're going right to the division series. And they would play the winner of Tampa Bay Rays v. Cleveland baseball team. We've played the Cleveland baseball team before in the playoffs, right? <laughs> Back when they were the big, bad offensive Indians. Uh, and we've also played the Tampa Bay Rays, and we've taken care of both. Did we lose to the Tampa Bay Rays? Why can't I remember that? Was it the COVID year? We beat the Indians, and I'm pretty sure we beat the Rays That's when Stanton raked. No, we lost to the Rays. Rose arena was a pain in the ass. So, you know, either of those teams I'm not scared of. But they're also... It's the postseason. You can't just look past anybody. Um, I think I would prefer to face the Indians. But I don't know, man. I, I think they can handle either again, but... Hmm. Yeah, I'm not too scared of either, but I but that's that's uh, I don't want to do, I don't I don't want to do that and then jinx the fuck out of myself. But I'm looking at that Astros series, you know, and I'm looking at whoever they face. I'm kind of hoping Houston beats them because I'm hungry for a rematch. Do the Yankees get past the first round? I'm not I'm not gonna bitch out and I'm not gonna say, oh, I hope somebody beats the Astros for the Yankees. That's the biggest bitch beta thing somebody could do. Um, <laughs> I pissed off a lot of people there. I want the Iggy's to face the Astros if it goes that way. But yeah, if the season ends today, it's it's either Tampa or Cleveland. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll do a quick tree, even though we talked about that. But if we're talking starting rotation, I still have the same two from last time we went over this. I got Nestor and Luis Severino. I think that's pretty self-explanatory right there, don't you think? Nestor Cortez being the number one pitcher I trust, and then second being Luis. Out of the bullpen, uh, that's changed. I've got Scott F. Ross at number one now, and Johnny Lasagna now at number two after Marinaccio's injury today. Scott Scott F. Ross has returned, and he went back to number one he didn't go back he went to number one and then out of our position players the number one guy I want up in a big spot is still Aaron Judge and the number two guy I want up in a big spot right now is still Glaber Torres because he's been on a tear and we've seen him be clutch in big spots or just in every postseason that bat he's had he's been pretty good so yeah Cortez and Severino in that order. F. and Lasagna in that order. And Aaron Judge and Gleber Torres in that order. Guys, that's it. Again, pretty quick episode. We're going to get to uh, a quick 10-second break. Come back and we'll wrap it up with the NYY NYK MMA question of the day. Stay with us. We will be right back after this break. All right, welcome back to the show. Episode 410 of BD4. 412, sorry. Episode 412 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Let's get to it. Let's wrap it up. Get to our NYY NYK MMA question of the day. All right. So, for this episode, our NYY NYK MMA question of the day is Nestor Cortez finished the season with a 244 ERA. It was the lowest ERA from a Yankee starter since who in 1978? Nestor Cortez finished the season with a 244 ERA. It was the lowest from a Yankee starter since who in 1978. Which was when the first Halloween came out with Michael Myers. Um, so I believe I mentioned the answer actually in the middle of this show accidentally. So if you pay attention, you'll get it. One last time, Nestor Cortez finished the season with a two four four ERA. It was the lowest from a Yankee starter since who in nineteen seventy eight. And uh guys, that's it. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate it that's it for episode 412 now I will have um, the next episode out after the regular seasons over it's not going to be a recap of the Rangers series because nobody cares about that but it will be um it'll be a big one it'll be a report card of the season we'll go over the entire roster give out a report card and it will also be a postseason preview we'll you know talk about the roster for the postseason what we think it should be Um, If it's out by then, we'll talk about it. It'll be a fun one, and we'll try to have a guest on the show. Guys, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and I will see you in the next episode. Go Yankees, and I can't wait for the postseason, um, regardless of how I think we'll do. All right, guys, I I think that's it. So I'll see you in the next one. All right, ciao. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.